Welcome to TSF Life, a podcast ministry of the Shepherd's Fellowship Church in Marion, Ohio. TSF Life is designed to bring you biblical teaching in a relational way that's easy to apply to your life. Let's join Pastor Tom Hypes as we dive into today's teaching. As most of you know, we've been um, going through the life of Christ. And we've been going through the life of Christ now. It's, come, it's a little over a year and a half. Uh, but look at it from different segments. So there's been these mini-series in this bigger series of things. And we took a sm- small break from that and the chaos that was Christmas and weather and life events and all that kind of stuff uh, to the point that we moved our Christmas Eve Eve event to last Sunday. Um, so we've been kind of out of it. And I was planning on going back into it, but like I always say, unless the Holy Spirit has something else. And I think the, the Spirit has something else for us today. So we're going to dig into that a little bit. Uh, so, Jim, I can ask a favor from you. Do you mind bringing that poster board thing over here and just flipping it around? I'm going to use it a little bit. Thanks, man. Um, but as we talked last week about misfits, because that, that was the big aspect of things. Did I set you up for failure? I'm sorry, buddy. Now we'll just flip, we'll just flip it around. It should be fine. No, yeah. Let's, well, they want to be able to see it. No, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, brother. Started to be lazy and I set you up for failure. Sorry, baby. But, um, and if, if you don't know what I'm talking about with Misfits, please f- go back and, and check out that particular uh, podcast or that live feed. Because uh, it, it, it really kind of it tells a lot about what I believe God's heart is for us, as well as what our heart needs to be as a church. And by embracing the fact that we all are misfits in our own different ways, uh, I also want to talk a little bit about our uniquenesses. And so this is particular sermon will not be trying to dive as deep into some things as we have in the past as much as get to very simple questions too, to make some profound thoughts and evaluation and maybe an invitation into your life. So with that, um, the, the thought that I've been really playing with a lot this uh, past week is that we all have the same calling and we have different ways of doing our calling. And if there's a phrase you walk out of here with, that's the phrase I'm hoping you you really embrace or write down or dig into, whatever the case may be, is that we all have the same calling. It's just different ways of doing it. I talk to people all the time trying to figure out what does God want me to do and how am I supposed to do things and that type of stuff. Uh, It's usually best to start with the fact that we all have the same calling. And that's an important factor for us to have. It's a simple calling. It's one to easily uh, to take time and stop and say, okay, how am I doing with this? So when it comes to the calling, we're going to be talking about Matthew 28. So if you want to write that down, you can. But Matthew 28, at the end of it, is what we have called what? Great Commission, right? That according to Jesus... Because all power in heaven and earth has been given to him, all authority has been given to him, and surely he is with us to the very end of the day, we have three things that we're called to do. One is to lead people to the Lord. I'm going to write it down as gospel. We are to baptize others in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to put it down as disciple. But as he puts it, we're supposed to teach each other to obey everything he commanded of us. That's our, that's our calling, period. If you have accepted Jesus as leader and forgiven your life by acknowledging your mouth that he's the son of God, believing in your heart that he died and rose again, and you are following him. You're God, I'm not, I'm following you. He says, this is your job. This is your calling. This is the great commandment. 
I'm sorry, Donna, do I have an angle for you? Sorry. Um, but th those, are, those are the three. The gospel, we can, it might be different in different ways. It might be that you're telling people what I just said as far as this is how you get saved according to Romans 10. Uh, it could be you inviting people to church. It could be you sharing your testimony or one of your many testimonies of God's goodness in your life to others. But the, we are to share the gospel with others to lead them to Jesus. Uh, baptizing can look different in different ways. Um, baptizing, when you usually think about it, you're, you're thinking about the pastor jumping in there or jumping in the pond out of my house and baptizing people. Um, and that's traditionally probably the most common way we see it. When I say traditional, I don't mean just like you and I growing up. I mean in the church and look at the scripture, John the Baptist is usually doing the baptizing or the disciples. Jesus didn't baptize, but the disciples did. But according to the scripture, anybody can baptize that's a Christian. And I just want to make sure we, we all know that. If there's a, and there have been times that we've had baptisms that I had nothing to do with. That's okay. That's okay. It just depends on the, the situation and what people want. Or uh, two people might be in it, like Mike and I with Zeke. Uh, a couple of weeks ago um, is a, a very common place as well. So, but there's also the baptism of being there, supporting people, encouraging people to fulfill all righteousness and being there and supporting them in that public uh, proclamation. And then discipling happens when we're together, uh, either as individuals or within the local body church. We're teaching each other, we're helping each other, we're laughing together, we're crying together, we're in the word together. Um, th th this is a deeper than just like a Sunday morning type deal. But it, the discipleship falls into that, but it's deeper than that. This, this, this is our calling. So when we have this opportunity to stop and say, okay, how am I doing with the, what God's called me to do? Those are the three things to stop and think about. We're all on the same page? Okay, now I'm going to take a break. And I'm not going to talk about this for a second or two, but I'm going to show you some more videos. Not bumpers. You guys got a hand with bumpers. But as it is... Since last week was Christmas Eve Eve, then this week has to be New Year's. And we have not yet watched the 2022 wrap-up video. Okay, so we ready? We'll bring the lights down, we'll bring the video up, and I'll explain my madness later. Stop. 
Good you. Remember how proud Mike was of that winning that chili competition? He says this is his office. Oh well. How he no longer cares. But it was a good year. There's a lot of things also represented within there as far as the, um, the rooms that we've talked about, some areas that we've been wanting to grow in, including generosity. Remember last year we uh, decided to take every um, two months and partner with a different ministry or different church or different uh, group here in town to be able to help people. So just to kind of bring your, your memory back to... Um, to that, within that, we saw the diaper drive that you guys did. It was fabulous with the First Presbyterian Church here in Marion. Uh, overfilled their closet, which was awesome. The PB&J, um, where we collected the peanut butter and jelly and donated and then spent the night making the sandwiches and took it over to Luke 311 uh, group. And they had them hand those out to people that would need. The Rice Bowls campaign, which is a little bit more further out than our local community, where we saved up all the coins and the rice uh, collections and sent the, uh, the old proceeds to rice bowls to help people in need across the, uh, the nations, uh, as well as the VBS kids did awesome with the Compassion International child that we have. Um, okay, this is, uh, I was going to count on Jessica on this, but uh, Nicole, you might be able to help me with this. So we had three tier bars because the kids kept on blowing it out. And I say the kids, for each tier that they got to, they got to punish me. And next thing I know, the kids all of a sudden had 20s. So I think some parents were involved, maybe some adults were involved. But it was like 100 bucks, and then we took it to 300 because they hit it pretty quick, and then it was 500. And they raised 500 for Carlos and his family and for other kids within that. And uh, within that, I got silly stringed was the first level. Eating the sardines was the second level. And the third was getting dunked water. Well, that wasn't fair. That was Michael Ferratini. <laughs> Because Jessica was supposed to be hit with water as well, and her husband, wise on his part. Right. For some reason, he's not wanting to meet eyes with me right now. <laughs> Skip dunking his wife and dunked me. Uh, the, the prison Bibles were in there as well. Thank you very much. Chaplain Tim was very appreciative. I think it was about 60 Bibles. Uh, and then the baby bottles for the change to raise for the Voice of Hope were in there as well. Now, Chris, if I did not mess up the order of things, the next thing should be a picture, not a video. Yes, thank you. For the next uh, little bit, we're going to keep that two-month model, except for this exception. Uh, you might have seen on the uh, Love, Inc. or Aspire, they just changed names and um, changed some, some major structure issues. But with Jenny's uh, group, Aspire, and, and myself, Walmart, they had the season with the pandemic that they couldn't send clothes back. And so, like this, uh, so they had like a major pileup of spring clothes and summer clothes. And so Jenny and I know a, a young lady is kind of one of the higher-ups of our local store. And so they, those were donated to, well, she talked to Jenny and I and said, what do you guys think? And I said, I'll do it if you do it. She says, I'll do it if you do it. And so uh, this is going to be our project for the next six months. All of this has been moved into the Love, Inc. Furniture Warehouse. And uh, we're going to be having some kind of outreach 
We don't know exactly what it's going to look like yet. We have got a couple things on the table. Uh, it's going to take sorting nights. It's going to take collecting nights. It's going to take moving nights. It's going to take people being there to help with it. It's going to be set up to help people in need and also as a fundraiser for Aspire to help other people in need. So um, that, that will be us for the next five or six months or so, and we'll give you more details as we go throughout it. Uh, but with that, I have another video. Why not? Uh, with the next video, because we would also do Reach, Reach by Cosley, and those are the check-ins that we do. And I always like to do, do a short one of those. See, that's good music. Again, for those who are around quite a bit, uh, these check-ins is just checking in church. It doesn't cost the people in our church anything. We do support it financially as a church, though. And working with our partner churches across the country ends up having great impact just when people checking in. Uh, you would think I'd be done with videos, but I'm not. Here's one for Hope Coffee. you've done for me oh i don't think you realize what a little love could mean oh you you stay by my side you you kept on the lights and you knew just what to say when i was fading sometimes all that you need is someone who can believe in you Uh, Hope Coffee is the coffee that we use in our coffee bar, and um, for and we do it for donation. And that, those donations uh, for the coffee, for the uh, the water, whatever the case may be, goes 100% uh, to missions. 100% to missions and supporting uh, Hope Coffee. So those are some of the impacts of our partner churches working together for for those. So let me. Uh, 
talk about why I wanted to share all of those with you. And there's, a, there's another one I was going to share, but I'm going to share it on uh, Facebook, I think, uh, with Morgan from Thailand. Um, when we look at REACH by Cosley, some of us are on the front lines, some of us are checking in. Okay? All are needed to be able to do what we're called to do. When you check in, not only are you supporting for the gospel and for the help to be able to go out to those that are in need, you might not be realizing, but part of that program is you're doing outreach to your friends who week after week see, one, you're going to church. Secondly, it raises a flag, I'm a Christian, they're now watching you. Third, whatever you put in those comments are telling them something about the, your church something about, about it that attracts to you or what we're studying or what we're doing or that we're raising money for bricks for schools or whatever the case may be. And I've seen in people in comments like, what is this? There's a reason for that. And if you're putting the picture the aspect of things, like whatever we're studying, you tell them what we're talking about. If you don't, you give them a map to how to find it. So the reach is doing more than what you might think it is. You just might not necessarily be the one on the front lines. When it comes to Hope Coffee, with the money that you're donating to it, and please continue to donate. If you're a person that doesn't think about a dollar here, a dollar there, I, I see a friend of mine put 20 in because they didn't want to think about it for the next couple of weeks. That's fine. If your kids keep stealing waters, throw 10 in. You know, whatever, whatever the case may be. But, but that money is going to the people that are working on the front lines here in the gospel. I love the fact that they said 10 people got saved and they gave us their first names because their names are now written in the book above. Do you see how all that works? When we look at the, t the 2022 video, you see a great vari variety of people, personalities, ways that they do things, ways they don't do things, things that they want to do in front of people, things they want to do behind the scenes. You see a great variety of what the church looks like or what, what the local body church should look like and what we can do as we say yes to God in our different ways. Now, what I don't want to say is, you look at this and say, man, you know, I really haven't shared the gospel with anybody for a little while. Go, oh, but six months ago I checked in, so never mind, I'm good. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying there's different ways, and there's different things that we do, and there's different makeups. When you're a misfit, which all of us are, and you have uniquenesses, which all of us do, then how are you using them in big and small ways? to make big impacts for the kingdom. You still with me? So let's get in the scripture, because that's always a good thing to do, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And we're going to go to 1 Corinthians 12. And I, I want to look at um, a common scripture, I, I, I think, uh, many people are, are familiar with, and we've gone through it a few times before. But just even with the most casual glances, I think it gives us quite a bit to think about and uh, to, to bring to the forefront on this topic. But in 1 Corinthians 12, and again, if you don't have a Bible, there's Bibles in the baskets underneath the chairs around the room. version app is up and running if you want to use your, uh, your smartphone or your, your iPad. Um, but with, within this chapter that mostly is talking about spiritual gifts, it talks about the uniquenesses that we have by using that as an example. And starting out in verse 4, uh, Paul writes to the church this. He says, now there are a variety of gifts, but the same spirit. There's a varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it's the same God who empowers them all and everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. For to one is given the, uh, through the spirit the utterance of wisdom, to another the utterance of knowledge, according to the same spirit. 
to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the one Spirit, to another the works of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another uh, various kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. All of these are empowered by one. All of these are empowered by one in the same Spirit who portions to each one individually as he rules. Without overly breaking it down, some things just jump out so, so easily. If you just start out there verse 4, there are a variety of gifts. There's a variety of service. There's a variety of activities. There's all kinds of ways that God moves that he's created you for some of them. Now, there's only one spirit. There's only one Lord. There's only one God, according to what Paul wrote here, which this is one of the many areas that you'll see, uh, especially in the New Testament, of um, the, uh, the Trinity working together. There's only one Spirit, there's one Lord, one God, he has all three work, working together in, the, in its oneness, but for a variety of ways, each given for one reason, the common good. Now, the word I like in this, this one is the one that I'm having the most problem pronouncing without looking too stupid up here, manifestation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Trice. Oh, hey, uh, you remember in Star Wars? No, I'm just kidding. I'm not. That's Julia, sorry. Uh, if a word jumps out at you, it's usually good to kind of dig into it more. And I just wrote down the definition to it. Is, uh, it's, it's something that clearly shows or embodies the abstract. Yeah, that's the def definition of that word I pronounced once. Something that clearly shows or embodies the abstract. The abstract, in this case, is the spirit. So what Paul is saying to us, while there's a multitude of different ways, all being used by one spirit, do you know what happens when we share the gospel? Do you know what happens when we baptize? Do you know what happens when we disciple each other? The Holy Spirit is manifested. The abstract comes clear. He's experienced. He's seen. He's understood within a context. So if we're doing this, the promise of it is that we'll experience the spirit. In other words, you were created unique for me, but for the same purpose as me. Uh, last week, uh, when we were talking about misfits, I, I shared with you some examples of misfits in the nativity narrative, uh, which is just chock full of misfits. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll share some other ones just for uniqueness. Um, John the Baptist, I think we can all agree, was kind of a unique bird. He's a unique guy, uh, living out in the desert and wearing the clothes and eating the locusts, but mostly because he was a prophet. He's created to be a prophet. Prophets sees things very black and white. They call things out very black and white. Um, not everybody's comfortable doing that. John was a little bit too comfortable doing that. But that's part of the pros and cons of his uniqueness. Uh, what we would not see is the woman at the well acting like John. Um, she didn't see things black and white. Matter of fact, she was living in very much the black. Uh, had made multiple, multiple uh, errors in her life, sins in her life, had kind of train wrecked her life. But then once she found the mercy and the grace and the beauty of Jesus Christ, she became a witness. She's going around all the people that she was trying to hide her face from. You've got to see what I've just experienced. You've got to meet the Messiah. I found the Messiah. Very different approach, but doing the exact same thing. The, heaven, the, the kingdom of heaven is near. Uh, Tabitha, how many people know Tabitha in the Bible? 
A few of you? Study Tabitha. It's not a long study. It's, a, it's just a cool study to me. Uh, her, her name in the Greek is Doka, which I think is really unfortunate. Uh, so I go with Tabitha. Um, one, because I can't say it, and secondly, it just sounds bad. But uh, Tabitha was somebody who touched so many lives that when she died, the people of the village went and got Peter at a neighboring town and said, you've got to come and fix this. Fix this. And he came, and he, he raised her from the dead. The reason why Tabitha was so impactful to the town is not because of her preaching ministry, but because she was a seamstress, and she made clothes for people that who were poor. It was just a di- different way of doing the exact same thing that we're talking about. Paul was a preacher. I think. I mean, Paul was just up in your face and going from town to town and starting new, new things. Martha and Mary. Martha was all about the hospitality. Mary was all about the intimacy with Jesus and studying and having that time with him, two, two sisters, completely different. A uh, woman with two coins who gave the, the last of her money was celebrated by Jesus for her faithfulness. She didn't say a word to anybody, but Jesus took and t- talked all about her and continues to do so through the scripture. And then if you look at Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is interesting for so many, obviously, it, uh, reasons, but he is the example of almost, well, I think everything, of everything. If you look at all the spiritual gifts, he displays them. If you look at the personality traits, Jesus was a listener and he was a preacher. He was a confunder. He was a, a comforter. He was one who would cry with you. He would be someone who would laugh with you. He would uh, be a servant. He would be a leader. All the aspects of what you, you look for, you can find in Jesus. It's all throughout the scripture. We're all needed. All needed. But the question becomes, what about you? So with this, we're going to put two questions up on the screen. Bing, bing. If we evaluate this and ask the question, how has God created me? And am I doing my calling? It is probably one of the simplest, shortest point messages I could give that could have the biggest impact that you can have in your life. How has God created me? In other words, don't go, oh, I can't go up there and talk like Tom does. I think you probably could, but that's okay. I can't take and go work in the kids' barn like you can. You know, there's a whole whole different aspect of things that we're called to. And the thing is, is when we start looking at these things, if the question is, uh, one of the answers is I'm not, then we've got a problem. If you go a little bit further up, uh, verse 14, read for a spread here. Paul writes, uh, For the body does not does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, uh, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If, if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body was an eye, where would the sense of uh, hearing be? If the whole body was an ear, where would the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again to the the head, to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty. Which, uh, which our more presentable parts do not require. But 
God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Very long poetic way of saying, if you're not stepping up, we all hurt. We need you. Christ needs you. He, he has his way and he'll work around us, but he offers us a chance to be part of his testimony. And when we skip out, then there's a challenge. There's a handicap. There's a disability. So if someone comes to you and says, hey, man, I love you, and you've been doing really, really well, but it seems like you're getting back into the bar scene, or you're doing okay. If you're a Christian, the response is, that's not your business. Stay out of my life. Because we hope for you. Because we need you. Because we're family. Because we're community. We're supposed to reach out to one another. We're supposed to love on ev everybody within it. We, we need each other, and we all need to step up. There is no point in life where you say, well, I've done my work. Now I'm in retirement until God calls me home. If you're here, there's a reason for it. Stop. We might have limitations, but we don't need excuses. But I'm an introvert. Okay. You're about half of the church. But I'm an extrovert. Settle down. Verse 27, now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administrating, and various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles, do all possess gifts of healing, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret? but earnestly desire the higher gifts, and I will show you a still more excellent way. Sounds like something they say in Bill and Ted's. <laughs> Anyways. The shortness of this is you have a place, a place you were created for, and you need to find your place. And we'll help you with that. And within your place, within the church, there are going to be things that you receive that are blessings for you. And there's going to be things that you give. If you're just receiving and not giving, there's a problem. If you're just giving and not receiving, there's a problem. And then he wants us to grow in that. Desire the greatest gift, greater gift. Desire to grow. Desire to move in new places. And then I will show you a more excellent way. And then what he immediately goes into is what? A life filled with love. Chapter 13 is all about a life filled with love. It's a more excellent way. Uh, how many of you guys have seen or read the book it's based on, that uh, Man Called Otto? Man Called Otto, seen, read the books? Oh, my gosh, you uneducated. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I've seen it twice. I saw it with my wife and daughter, and I saw it with uh, my dad. Um, and I, I really, really enjoyed the film. I will say, because uh, I feel compelled to from a church perspective, if you are someone who has areas that trigger in the areas of t someone taking their own life, it might be a rough one to watch. Uh, I'm not, I don't think I'm giving anything away because we all know that if you watch just a trailer, he's a really, really grumpy, angry man, solo man, and it's a feel-good movie, which means he doesn't stop that way. Okay, so I don't think I'm giving anything away there. 
right? But in his dealings, there are some scenes that might might be a little bit much for people. Overall, I think it's fabulous because it teaches us why we don't take our life, what life can be and how we can have life again. Uh, so within all of that, um, starting out with his grumpiness and moving to the feel-good movie part of it, there comes a point when he looks at a friend, which is already a good sign, a new friend that he has, and says, this is living. It's not something that he could have imagined at the beginning. Uh, it's not something he could ever think that he would have again. His purposeful living was gone. Um, but now this is living. Th this is what Paul's saying to us now. If you feel over-isolated, if you feel overwhelmed, if you feel useless, if you feel left, if you feel like life has passed you by, I'm going to show you a more excellent way in love. I'm going to show you in a way that if you don't feel like you have purpose, I'm going to use you in ways you haven't even imagined yet. I'm going to give you a community you haven't even imagined yet. Brothers, sisters, friends that, that you haven't even dreamt of. I'm going to let you be part of life experiences that are celebration. But we have to know, how do I fit into this? So here's what we're going to do for our response time today. If you are not already looked inside your bulletin, and if you haven't already taken the contents of your bulletin and left them up on the welcome table, <laughs> like someone in the habit of doing, there's a sheet there with those two questions on there. We're going to leave those questions up as well. And I'm going to ask you, you don't have to do it in big groups, but buddy up with somebody. <laughs> Don, Don didn't like that. Buddy up with somebody. If somebody looks like they're being solo, pull them into your group. But I want you to take a little bit of time. Michael, I'll use your help with this. A little bit of time with just talk, talking through these uh, two questions. And here's the reason why I want to do it with buddy ups, especially if you know the person. And you can do more than two. That's fine. Um, when it comes to how God has created me, and I pray you, you work on this more than just today. You know, I won't even give you enough time to finish it. Um, people who know you will be able to answer that better than you do. They'll see things in you that you don't see in yourself. Uh, sometimes because of insecurity, sometimes because of our false humility, whatever the case may be. Did, Scott, you doing okay? No. Okay. <laughs> I can't. Okay. Alrighty. That's okay. That's okay. And talk to you soon. So, do this. Do this. I'm not going to pray yet. So you, yeah, doodle. Doodle up. Pay up. Partner up. Get in groups of two, three, four, five, however you want to do. I'm not going to give you forever time. This is just to get started. Here's what I'm going to do within this. You're going to have some music playing in the backgrounds while you partner up. Uh, I am going to go get five, I think I've got five, five spiritual gift assessments that are killer. They're usually five bucks a piece, but you can have them for free. I'll put them up here. During the time, if you want to think about your spiritual gifts, feel free to come up and take one while they're still here. But think about your spiritual gifts, your heart, what are you passionate about? What are your abilities? What can you do that maybe other people can't do? Um, personality, what's your personality like, what are you passionate about, and what kind of experiences do you have in your life? Those are the things that God makes us unique within, and then doing calling. When our time is finishing up, I'll go into prayer. That's your cue to stop, and then we'll finish up with some worship as well. If you were blessed by today's teaching, we hope you return for our next podcast, or better yet, stop by the Shepherd's Fellowship any Sunday morning to join us live. 
You can learn more about the church by calling 740-382-3500 or check us out online by going to tsflife.com. That's tsflife.com. You can also support the ministry of TSF Life by donating at our church website or sending support to the Shepherd's Fellowship, 1647 Marion Marysville Road, Marion, Ohio, 43302. Thank you for spending your time with us today, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Be blessed.